the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Glick. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. All right, we're live here at Mill Burgers Nursery at 1604 on Bull Verde Road. And uh, like so many people that were here earlier listening to David do his presentation, uh, David Rodriguez, then uh, we uh, encourage you to come on by today. There's there's no on or off. to oh, shoot. sorry. There, it's okay. Uh, and, um, you know, visit over here at Mill Burgers, get lots of stuff. Apparently, David, you may have talked about tomatoes because there are a lot fewer tomatoes here than there were about 15 minutes ago. Yeah, I, Calvin and I were just talking right now. I said, I said, y'all guys need to get on these tomatoes like yesterday, but for sure uh, today and this weekend. So, and Millburgers, of course, has all the proper extension recommended varieties, especially these larger ones for this late planting. Is yeah. excellent, excellent, nice green vibrant foliage to it so yeah we had a very good crowd good way to kick off the it's hard to say fall planting this early <laughs> but uh good way to get the momentum going into the fall season good crowd a lot of good questions good and uh we entertain them to our best capacity and uh, answer most of their questions and you, you remember you remember when we used to recommend to plant them in the fall uh, back in july right no august august yeah coming up but the, these are nice big plants oh they, they, yeah they, if they messed up, they can get them going. I'm saying that the, uh, I was looking at the ones and four and a half inch yes. on the table, and then I was looking at the gallon, and uh, the uh, the four and a half inches is just about as big as a gallon. Oh yeah, yeah, those are those are great size too. Right oh now. yeah, and yeah. What, what you're buying in the gallon is a developed root system. Yeah, proper planning, maintain maintenance, and I don't think we're going to taper anytime soon with the heat. What? Into September, so I think that they, That's they should. Ugly thing they should say. come in pretty good. I think we hope. <laughs> Be optimistic, right, Calvin? Uh, well, but we always we always say that. Uh, the, the in this heat the foliage will be kind of spindly and everything but the roots are developing yeah. and the minute it gets cooler at night it's amazing uh, yeah. how quickly they turn yeah. back Jer- yeah, yeah, Jer- right. Jerry and right. I <laughs> were all well, for a number of years it just seems like one week and they're yeah. they're back into full production yes. Yes. when I first saw that it looked like her- herbicide damage yeah. <laughs> oh two four d or something like uh, that yeah, yeah I don't know it just looked like herbicide damage so, uh, but it after it cooled off, and and I know these these gallons were uh, were not close to any herbicide. Oh yeah. And uh, 
So uh, they, it's amazing how quickly they uh, stop, step back to uh, normal leaves. Yes. I know some uh, some uh, of the tomato varieties, Ruby Crush is uh, blooming and setting some fruit. Yeah. I'm surprised at how much Ruby Crush uh, we had this year uh, in the fall because, yeah. you know, that's, that's uh, one of those rare tomatoes that we find out are spectacular. Or it's more the, affordable than the 968, that's why. Yeah. One of the, <laughs> you think the, that has something to do with One of the great things, too, is that we've got the uh, four varieties here that are nematode resistant yes. that you can yes. plant. The, what, Tycoon. Well, we don't have the BHN 968. Though. No, don't have That's why they have Ruby Crush. <laughs> Tycoon and uh, my f- uh, favorite Valley Cat and... Uh, a celebrity, those three are. Have you looked here. at the Valley Cat label? Yeah, yeah. It says Valley Cat. Valley Cat, yeah. Okay. Well, now they had. Uh, <laughs> they. they it had was some. explained to me that they did not have Valley a lot of Valley Cat labels, yeah. so they used the beef, the oh, beef steak, beef steak label, oh, and hey. put it on the Valley Cat. Um, hey. t- tell them not to do that again. <laughs> Write it on there with a pencil. Yes. Yes, but uh, so Trace has all the right varieties. All right, they always do a good job. And as soon as we let them loose, it's amazing how they just came and attacked the vegetable tomato tables. They really (laughs) did. Honestly, we're not joking. The the, those one gallons were uh, thick uh, a few minutes ago, and now they're they're, they've been picked up. But there's still some. As I pulled up, uh, there were some uh, elderly people, such as myself. with carts, carts full of uh, those gallons. Yeah. So this is uh, get them while you can. This might be after this week, and I would present Uh-oh. slim pickings. What, what happened? Look at, look at over yeah. there. The Texas sage is yeah. blooming. It's blooming. Milton, it's going to start his prediction. So I guess he's pretty safe predicting now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody. We're going to get rain, according to the Sinisa. We do have a new Texas sage. Do we have a new Texas sage? We we do. It's a silver stream, silver star. If if you go and you look at the buds, because they're not open right this second, but you can see them, the bloom's almost twice the size wow. of a regular Texas sage. Can it tell the weather twice as good? I don't know. <laughs> but it is a spectacular bloom. Good. What's, yeah. it, what's this world coming to when we're one of our most showy uh, ornamentals is a Texas sage. Yeah, there's there's one in our neighborhood that's, it's wow. I mean, it is just flooded purple. Uh, it looks great. Everything's well, big in Texas, right, Milton? That's right. <laughs> it always amazes me when the the folks that have those as hedges, yeah. Texas sage's hedges, they make a nice hedge, and then they're they'll, they'll bloom even with the with the uh, squared off and. Uh, it's a really a versatile plant. Full Lo- sun. Yeah, longer you keep it out of, sh- out of the shade. Don't well, the other thing is that it lives for like 60 years, and so if you planted it close to any live oaks or anything, <laughs> they've grown over the top yeah. when they finally mature. Unless unless it rains. The the hard rain that we're going to have is going to break this drought. Yeah. You mean it would the, the, the <laughs> rain that we might get a, a yeah, right, nine so tenths of an inch? Let me look yeah. at the forecast. He's being funny, or? <laughs> yeah. He, well, it's hard, it's hard to tell when he's being funny. You should have you should have seen us last week. It was hilarious that 
were kept talking about all Sunday, um, all, you know, from noon to one, talking about the rain. It's going to rain. I left Jerry, my windows down. Jerry put his windows down, <laughs> and then he was poo-pooing the rain because it wasn't going to be enough rain. And then, uh, you know, Mark was here doing the thing, and so all of a sudden the parking lot, you know, Al's back at the station say it's raining here. We got callers from Zagin going, it's raining here. We got nothing. And then all of a sudden uh, it looks like gray in the parking lot. And I go, guys, I think it's raining. Jerry, it's not raining. It, no, no, look, it's out there raining. It's not raining. Mark's like, look, I see people running to their cars. I think that it's probably raining. And then, sure enough, a few seconds later. So we were just giddy. Yeah, yeah. So Dr. Parsons know how to bring the rain then. There yeah. You Did you leave your windows down today? Yeah. All right. And uh, I did. Uh in fact, I got a little write-up from the the e- email on the uh, Express News. It says, wetter weather is coming this weekend. Oh, but they did what you did, huh? Yeah. It won't be enough to end won't the drought. won't be enough. Okay, well, you got to get there somehow. <laughs> Heavy rains expected to blanket Texas this weekend, breaking blistering heat wave. That would be nice. However... Oh, no. <laughs> the wetter weather will not be enough to fully end the state's drought, as drier conditions are expected through September. Oh, David will enjoy this part, too, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tomorrow, ready? Are you, okay. Are you listening? Tomorrow, 50% chance of showers or thunderstorms. Par- partly sunny with high near 93. Now, hold that, because that, that, hold that. Because Dave needs to enjoy that, in, oh, okay. in, and when you really mean it, heat index <laughs> values up. Oh wow, up to 101. New <laughs> rainfall amounts between a tenth and a quarter of an inch. Get out of here! <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Always oh, changes tune now. <laughs> well, but on, but on the radio, some of the forecasters were uh, they want they emphasized right. though that it depends on where you were, and it was kind of an erratic. Yeah, there was no no overall pattern, but then some of the others were talking about that uh, 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 weather uh, was it a high or a low that it was coming up from the coast in Mexico that that would bring some big big rain, especially on the, the Rio Grande Valley. So that's that's hopeful and uh, yeah, it's important. Gonna, it's going to be optimistic, right, Milton? Yeah, I right. agree. <laughs> it's so much easier to live when you're optimistic. I, mean, I think. Jerry's uh, attitude is the glass is half full, and let's get some more water. Oh, yeah. just, he is so positive about this rain. Yeah, <laughs> realistic. Uh, that realism hurts. I'd rather. So, all right, well, you're, I know you're going to be here on September the 10th. 10th, I think. talking about. Part uh, two. Yep, hot vegetables. Cool hot weather, vegetables. Cool, that's right. Cool. Yeah, today was warm weather. Okay. All the fruit, uh, berry type fruits, uh, vegetables, tomatoes. And so we're going to cover all the first wave of uh, cool weather vegetables, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, and then transition to direct seeding in October or so with uh, the root crops, leafy greens. So, so the, part one, part two. The peppers aren't doing so bad, depending on where they're planted. If That's you, correct. If you got them in a little bit of a shade, a little shade, yes, they're yes. doing really well. Yes, and a lot of the carryover spring peppers, if they maintain them real well, should be going good into the yeah. fall as well yeah definitely all right they don't and no reservations needed just come yeah or, good right. crowd today bring good. a lot of good questions bring a notebook and we'll we'll help you out the best we can and while i got you anything happening with the uh 
Master Gardeners or we start uh, our intern class. Um, what does uh, that mean, Calvin? I forget the number. I think it's sixty-five or sixty-seven, or I lose count. I'm sorry. Uh, our, our intern class start fall Master Gardener. That's right, because he was a, an infant when yeah, we started that. Like, um, it's going to be uh, this Wednesday. We start this Wednesday, so we have uh, thirty. Got a full, yeah, full thirty candidates. A good, good group. And, a waiting uh, list, still like the old days. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. It's, it's that that is uh, especially amazing because not every county has a waiting list like Barra County does. So. Yeah, it's so. it's hard to turn down a lot of people. You know? Yeah, yeah, but it, it is also pretty spectacular when you're recruiting for a class and there's. 90 people for the 30 class meeting, and you can <laughs> pick the people that look like they're going to be yeah, able to contribute the part, most. The yeah. volunteering is a part of yeah. helping the county. Yeah, so. and he always uh, eliminates my friends or people that follow me. So they uh, they I applied, and I got returned around. Yeah. Oh. And I want to give my... Old Parsons. They, they, they usually say, I, no, I don't want to be a volunteer. <laughs> I just want to have fun. You know. <laughs> but anyway. But, uh, yeah, we're starting that. And then uh, we September 24th, we have our fall youth gardens educator training at the Botanical Garden. Oh, that'll be good. And that, how, many, how many classroom gardens have we got now? Uh, still. About 86. About 86. Wonderful, wonderful. And we only advertise this. Uh, school training for educators a week ago we filled up already so wow it's like, so it's very popular oh yeah and that's hard to turn them away too because we're limited on space but you're uh, turning the teachers away yeah we just don't have the uh, space do they let you do that uh well, I, I always tell people to ask me about it i said well david's the main man he's he's doing all that uh, no, just wait outside to come to his office. Rex, do a real quick exp- explanation of it. You, we've got the we've got the cl- the class at the botanical gardens, right? With so the young fall kids. master gardener intern class starts this Wednesday. We're training extension volunteers to help the horticulture outreach capacity, and then September 24th, we're doing youth gardens educator training for adults to help their uh, youth garden program be a public these, these are classrooms all over all around bear county, bear county yes. area that uh, have yes. cl- uh, uh, gardens out yes. there that the young people get to is it all just one grade or is it all no it's it's from pre-k up to high school um we have not only public school private school homeschool kids uh, it's we have it all how many years have we been doing that? It's been a few years. Since, <laughs> since 89. It's been a few years, yeah. So it, it keeps going. We just we need a bigger place to host all these folks, unfortunately. So. Well, it's amazing how uh, much uh, positive effect it has oh, on, yeah. on the classroom And we situation. filled it up in one week for promoting, which is like, wow. So that's good. That's so, great. Yeah, so. <laughs> Very cool. We're having a lot of fun. Good. We're having a lot of fun. Well, thank you. Well, we'll see you on September the, uh, the 10th. September 10th. Part 2. Cool. Cool weather vessels. Cool weather vessels. Bring a notebook All right, and, and a, pen. a pen. Yeah, you yeah. don't supply the pens anymore? No. no. <laughs> oh. they, don't, they never turn them back in. <laughs> <laughs> the, cool, the cool weather plants are already ready. Yeah. Right? Okay. That's good. But they're in your four and a half inch. Yeah. 
Well, I, I gave a presentation to the Santero Women's Club, and uh, we were talking about fall vegetables, which I thought, you know, they were all dressed up and everything. So I said, I don't know if they have a vegetable garden or not, but they were really, uh, really into it. Well, they have a, a worker. <laughs> a, uh, they're a landscaper. No, worker. but I was going to, what I was going to. Like Martha uh, Stewart? Yeah. yeah. And the main point I was going to make, that they they were all, all of them had different interest in gardening, but they had a lot of interest in gardening. And then there were there were two people from Minnesota, and they, what? And they uh, joined the uh, rutabaga. Oh, so now we have four members in the right. Rutabaga Club. So. Yeah, they're not turning away anybody. Maybe the teachers could join the Rutabaga Club. <laughs> think about that. But, um, I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah, you but, think about it. By the time those students ate one Rutabaga, that'd be the end of it. Yeah. Well, the good news is that Rutabaga would last over a long time. Right, they yeah. could make a, make a decision over a long period of time. Yeah, will you be talking about rutabagas in the cool weather vegetables class? Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm, yeah, of oh, course nice, he will. Nice answer. Yeah, well, he will because he went through an internship with me. Oh, okay. And, be, and he yeah. was dedicated to uh, the production of rutabagas. Is that right? It'll be next to Turner's beets and radishes. Yeah. Oh, okay. What was that about? That you're going to raise your hand, go down there when he's doing it, raise your hand and say, let's talk about rutabagas. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. Anything else, David? No, y'all enjoy the rest of the weekend. Thanks, man. Thank you all for all y'all do. And uh, right. and uh, standing up here with Trace, uh, we're just feeling a nice, cool breeze. So that might be like 50% that's coming in. Yeah, yeah. that'd be nice. <laughs> might. That, that tenth of an inch. Thank y'all so much. Thanks, Dave. All you right. take care. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Quickly, let's talk to you about the tree hugger sprinklers. Uh, as Jerry said, we're going to get rain, but not enough to break the drought, so you want to always be prepared to water those trees efficiently and effectively, and the tree hugger sprinkler allows you to do that. It's the winner of the 2021 Pinnacle Award for Best New Product, and what it is, it's a hard plastic sprinkler that wraps around, has a little hinge on it. You open it up, it closes around the tree, and you can turn the water on just a little bit to water the root ball or higher to water the drip line. Three different sizes, so, you know, whatever tree trunk you got, uh, they've got a size for it, the 15-inch, the 11-inch, and... Or you can uh, do what Jerry does and just get one, the little one, and just manipulate it. There you go. Take yep. advantage. You decide. You know, when you come into Millburgers, you can check it out. They've also got them at HEB. But check out the uh, Tree Hugger Sprinkler. Learn more at treehuggersprinklers.com. That's treehuggersprinklers.com. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Trace, can you hang on a sec? Okay. Maybe. Back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer. Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer. It's the uh, National Radio Day. So uh, we're going to play songs that are a tribute and a salute to radio. But I don't get how that one was. A, that one kind of was. Anyway. I remember a song in the 70s. What, what was that? I can't, remember. I can't remember who. Okay, it'll come to you. Call Al if you, if you remember it. Okay, before we start off, the number 210-842-5877. What? Say that slower, please. Two. <laughs> Not that slow. Okay. 
210-822-9147. Thank you. I'll give you another number, 210-822-9147. I'll give it to you again, but that's the number for deck and patio care. Uh, it's going to get cooler. That's what Jerry said, right? Okay, so you're going to want to get out on that deck. Uh, you're going to want to enjoy uh, some time with your family out there. Uh, you want to enjoy maybe even gardening on the deck. If it doesn't look like you wanted to, Barry Hagendorf can make it look new again. That's what he does. Barry is a specialist at that, and right now is a good time to go because things are slowed down a little bit. So if you give Barry a call, he can probably come out there pretty quickly and take care of it. That's Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf, 210-822-9147. Or check them out online. See the, the great jobs they do at Deck and Patio Care. Dot com, deckandpatiocare.com. All right, 210-308-8867. All right. Um, Your guy. Um, so Trace is up here on the porch with us. What's going on, Trace? Yep. I was Googling my radio song. Oh, okay. We're trying to find radio song for Al. Um, Video killed the radio star. That's what, yeah. But that, that doesn't shouldn't apply to the, that's, that's the what, show. I that's think. what Al played. Uh, yeah. Thank you, uh, Al. And there was another one, too. Well, there's Raised on the Radio. Raised on the Radio. Okay. Well, apparently Ed, Edwin Starr, Happy Radio, 1979. Huh. Okay. Turn Up the Radio. Oh, I like that. Uh, REM has one radio song, official music video. Okay. Uh, anyway. Cool. Well, thank you. Uh, I will appreciate that. Well, you look... You, uh, chipper today and you got a lot of inventory and a lot of things going on more cross andres or just move them uh more more okay we, we were down to two before the new shipment showed no up. you weren't yes oh my gosh <laughs> y'all need to check these out online if you haven't seen them they're a beautiful utsa orange they're full of flowers nice foliage nice green so it's a nice that green orange contrast so uh, and and they're on sale still yes yeah, they are they should be let me find out the sale. Well, well, he's looking. Uh, we also have a good supply. 1288 and two for 25, right? Good supply of uh, butterfly plants. Two for 20, not 25. Oh, two for 20, okay. The monarchs should be coming in pretty soon, and so we've got uh, we've got some milkweed, we've got uh, our uh, porterweed, and uh, some mistflower, lots of uh, salvias and um, lantanas. So lots of lots yeah. of uh, plants to provide nectar for the the butterflies this fall. Uh, Feb uh, September is a big month for action. Yeah, yesterday, uh, our last weekend, uh, when you were at your granddaughter's wedding, uh, we asked the question: Has anybody seen any monarch? Monarch yet? Yeah. Nobody called. Nobody called. Not yet. Uh, have you seen it? Not yet. No. Okay. I, we saw we saw one here that we suspected was a monarch, but never got another look at it. So yeah. it may not have been. But I'm I'm wondering if we should leave the flowers on our tropical milkweed since we don't have any monarchs. What? Uh, well, wait, waiting until we spot the monarchs. And then cut all the flowers and leaves off. Now, some of the, uh, are, in fact, our, our entomologist, Molly, uh, she recommends that you you cut them down to the ground on... To the ground? Oct uh, oh, yeah, on October 1st. Oh, so, in so October. She, yeah, so she's a month 
She's a month after that I've generally recommended. Oh, okay. And, of course, the, uh, the idea that, uh, just to explain to everybody, the idea, uh, idea that is you don't want to slow down the migrating monarchs. You, you want them to go down there and beat the weather to their wintering grounds. You also, if they stop and lay eggs on our milkweed here, uh, then they're done for. The generation dies. Mm-hmm. And so that's another another issue. If you if they're not successful raising those caterpillars, and the problem is if you try to raise caterpillars too late in the season, that puts them at a, a disadvantage too. So it's 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 kind of a a complex uh, a story and interesting story. Yeah. But now in the, in the spring up, we don't have that problem. If the they spring. don't show up, that's that's a non non problem. The monarchs? Yeah. If they don't show up, that means they're dead. They're dead. Histori- not historically, they have to show up. All right. Yeah, this is a kind of a main channel. San Antonio is kind of a main channel for them. Uh, and they, yeah, what we what we hope they would do is come through here, get a, have a good time and get a good supply of nectar and then in a reasonable time head head further down to their wintering ground. Okay. So that's what we'll have to see what happens. I didn't know there were so many songs with radio in the name. Oh, good. Turn up the radio. Yeah. Darius Rucker has one called Radio. Yeah, I think. R- Rush, the spirit of radio. Oh. I'm Donna Summer on the radio. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, heard it on the radio, Ross Lynch. Uh, Gorilla Radio, Rage Against the Machine. Mexican Radio was the one that I was trying to remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wall of Voodoo. Uh, Turn on the radio, Reba McIntyre. And Radio Gaga by Queen. Okay. And this goes on. I didn't, I didn't have any clue that there's that many songs with radio in the All right, Al, you're, you're gotta, you got your job ahead of you now. Trace has filled you in on the songs. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You've probably made Calvin happy. You've got some zinnias really close to him. Did you do that on purpose so that he gets some? Or? I, I did not. Maybe one of the girls did. Oh, okay. What zinnias? I, I think those are zinnias. Aren't no, those zinnias? No, the only thing I purposely move around is I put the daylilies in a different path than uh, Jerry goes to get here. Are those are those zinnias that are orange? Maybe I'm wrong. Those uh, moss roses? No. No, he's... Pointing at the marigolds and calling them. Oh, genius. sorry. And you can't see them because of the tree. The tree blocks your path. Oh, okay. On the end of that, yeah. Yeah. The no, monsters is on this end, and the... I apologize right now to all the zinnia lovers out there. Oh, you those just are... wanted me to have to stare at that one of those orange orange flowers. That's right. Now those are closer to a UT orange. Well, but I do. Uh, I've really come to appreciate those orange zinnias. Though they're they're spectacular, and they've been performing in. The hottest part of my backyard and pa- patio all, all summer. Of course, you got to water them every day because they're, they've got a really big uh, plant, a crown, in in a container. So they don't have a lot of uh, reservoir. But uh, gosh, they look nice. And uh, there, that's another plant. That's an all-star plant in terms of nectar. And uh, you'll get uh, the hummingbirds and the butterflies. And the uh, honeybees, well, we just uh, use those, utilize those for the nectar source. 
And Trace, you'll be happy. The I don't know if you have any more or not. The, my orange Vinca is doing well still. Uh, I'm out. Okay. It was cool. Still doing well? It wow. is cool. Maybe you can be a seed gatherer. Oh, maybe I could. Oh, dear. I don't Do know. Do we trust that to you? Or no, I'll, I'll try. Hmm. How, do, how do Vincas, I guess they have... Um, they have a will to live, which means yeah, they, so they, they go to seed. <laughs> they seem to distribute seed. Oh, they, do they? Well, if, yeah, like on the patio, I, some come up in containers from the year before. And, some uh, of the best vinca I have are coming out of between bricks. Oh, so the, the, yeah. where the seeds falling down in there. They tend to, to uh, take the cold better. They tend to take everything better if they've struggled that through the brick. Yeah. Okay, or, I'll yeah. see if I can find. Is is there a seed pod? Yes. Okay, I'll look and see. I'll I'll Google it so I know what it looks like. All right, I'm doing that now. Right. Uh oh, Calvin's <laughs> getting Calvin's getting a call. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What else you got to brag on? You said no nine sixty eights, uh, but we got Ruby Cross. Still a darn good selection of tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, okay on peppers. I'd like to be a little more since we had a seminar today, but uh, we're at the mercy of the growers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a few beans. Uh, there was some eggplant last time I walked by. Yeah, those uh, those four and a half, four and a half uh, inch tomatoes are are nice. <laughs> uh, but you want to, if you want to avoid that. Uh, crazy growth that they have when they're, when they're out in the sun, you could pot those up. And we still got our pots on sale, right? We have that 10-inch graphite pot almost uh, almost buy four, what would it be? Buy one, get three free almost. They're twelve ninety nine a piece. And we have them for two eighty eight, four for 10. Yeah. And this is not a one-year thing. This is the, the, this is a true clay a true clay pot, but it's uh, it's not your traditional terracotta color. It's a graphite color. Yeah. Have you got any uh, potting mix available for sale? Of course. Good. Tons of it, literally. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I was thinking to buy for the tomatoes, and you don't have to you don't have to use Osmocote on them, like we highly recommend in the spring uh, but uh, you need to every time you water them water them with uh, miracle grow I won't say rapid grow good because that, that, that's uh, been 30 <laughs> years in the past probably more I, I remember better it was a great product huh it was a great oh product. yeah I remember it 30 years ago that's that's part of, that's problem with me <laughs> uh, but anyway uh we got uh, Miracle Grow, and uh, make up a little. You make a. You can make up a large bucket of solution, and we water them uh, at, uh, two or three times a week with that. Yeah, well, uh, uh, a, a big uh, plastic garbage can works perfect for pre-mixing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. My put the put the already mixed uh, yeah. Miracle Grow in there. My wife saves old milk jugs. That way the math is right. It's a gallon. It's good. Oh. You can shake it up. Uh. <laughs> that makes sense. That's good for the, uh, that, that's what I use for the um, hummingbird sugar water, well, too. Most of our watering cans are two and a half gallons. So 
I mean, I don't want to say anything <laughs> negative about her, but uh, the math is not as simple as uh, so many scoops in a gallon. Yeah, no, I like. I'll, I'll let you infer from that. Okay. No, like one to. of the fertilizers, water soluble fertilizers, do you have? Has to grow. We do. Uh, that's uh, already liquid, so uh, yeah. that's good organic. I think it's a fifteen thirty fifteen. Uh, we've got the regular Miracle Grow. We've got Mirror Acid. Mirror Acid is the one I like. Yeah. Um, Super Bloom. Uh, what else? Uh, Bloom Booster. Car, uh, <laughs> BR sixty one. Uh, there's quite a few of them in there. Okay. Okay. I just and Osmocote too. Yeah. So if they got, if your memory is like mine, <laughs> you still want to do the Osmocote. <laughs> okay. Well, the, well, and then you got it's got you got a kind of a insurance long term, and you forget. can go ahead and do what Jerry did, do and then just continue to use the Miracle Grow too. Yeah. Because they'll they'll those tomatoes will use whatever nutrients you give them. Oh yeah, they need to be heavily. Fertilized. They're ready for action if we get some uh, weather break here, yeah. Milton. But this is still uh, July, right? No. 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 We're in no. August. August. We're August. I missed August. Uh, no, you, we're, we're in like the third week of August? Yeah. <laughs> pretty close. One 18th, week left. Uh, but anyway. 19th. Uh, 20th. It's still, 20th. And yeah. like I said, in the old days... If my memory serves me, which it doesn't, uh, the we didn't recommend planting uh, tomatoes until August, middle of August sometime. And the farmers, <laughs> uh, the versus who grow all our tomatoes, would always fuss with me and say, we need to plant them in July. So do we start, we... Moved the planting date up a little bit, a bit to July, but uh, with all this hot weather and everything, uh, August may be the. Now, if you're in uh, in Dallas or up, up in that area, July is right on the money. Maybe the early July, but down here, it's it's warmer, longer, so uh, you're not too late at all. How about our hill country listeners? Yeah, that's right. Now, now they're probably need to plant in July because they get the first frost. But uh, anyway, but it's uh, you know it's uh, complicated to get a good crop in the in the fall. But uh, the good news is that uh, quite often we do, and it's fun, yeah. fun to try to get the timing right and the varieties right. <laughs> and uh, here at Millburgers, we always have the. The varieties that are recommended. Yeah, those those are gallon containers or are, are tomatoes or the right varieties is a is a real innovation. I don't think that's happening anywhere in Texas except here. And I hate I hate to do it. Mm, it hurts me to give David Rodriguez oh, for, credit for credit something. for that. <laughs> But uh, the grower takes a big chance because the gallons grow, grow to be unsellable real fast in this hot weather. Uh, in fact, I was talking to the grower, and he said he stepped out. He uh, stepped up and uh, grew a 1,000-gallon tomatoes plants. 
And uh, they were gone in a week. Yeah, they sold out in a week. Yep. So I was happy for him because, uh, and that's been the great thing about uh, the, uh, the producers is that they've cooperated, cooperated for years. Started by the Peterson brothers, but uh, I, I never would recommend that they grow in gallons because their sellable time is so short. Because of the and because of the heat, it, it's even shorter. But uh, they've been very successful with it. They've they've been caught with a lot of gallons to throw away. Mm. After after the, the uh, people stopped buying them, but I think overall the profits outweigh the uh, <laughs> outweigh the losses. Well, and if you look if if you look at the uh, gardening situation as a in a big picture too, uh, one of the things that uh, we do well here in San Antonio is that. We're trying to introduce gardeners to exciting things and improvements yeah. and innovations and and uh, uh, good ways to, to take advantage of our mm. our climate and everything. And that, <laughs> this is one of them. Some of them are experiments. Yeah. And some of them the the odds are not as great as as other yeah. times, but. But it's fun. It's uh, <laughs> fun, and, uh, and, and there's a reasonable people chance. Don't, gardeners don't realize that until they move to another location. And they call back and they say, where in the hell are all our plants? <laughs> all the varieties out of you. So uh, you, don't realize, you don't realize what you have until you lose it. You know? There you go. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, come back in a second. Give us a call. What's going on with your gardening world? 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 AM, The Answer. It must have fallen out of a hole in your brown overcoat. They never said your name, but I knew just who they meant. Whoa. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hey, uh, if uh, it's bugging you at the house, you know who to call. Spider-Man, Warren Remy, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control from... Roaches to rats, whatever you've got that's bugging you, from fleas to Formosan termites. Spider-Man can help you get rid of them, do a great job, look at the problem holistically so it's got the best chance of uh, fixing the problem as a whole. So maybe he's going to take a look and see where those ants are coming in and uh, not only just treat them for a little while, but, yep, to solve the entire problem. That's what he does. That's why he's been so successful. That's why there's so many great reviews online of customers that love Warren Remy and Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Call them at 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Or go online. Check them out for yourself at GoSpiderManPest.com. 
GoSpidermanPest.com. All right, 210-308-8867, the number to call, 210-308-8867. Oh. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure I understand. I guess Spider, Spider-Man has ducks. Oh, I don't oh, know. Oh. I don't know why we were getting ducks. Maybe there are ducks <laughs> flying over. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's going to rain so that it float the ducks. I don't know. Oh, that'd be nice. So, okay. <laughs> uh, we've been talking about rain uh, a couple of weeks now, uh, and uh, y'all been uh, <laughs> kidding me about my my uh, poo poo in the tenths of an inch that we've been having, and we continue to have most of us do. Uh, but some places got uh, two and a half, three inches, uh, and that, of course, I wonder if that runs off, not how fast it falls. Depends on the soil situation, yeah, and yeah. Now, and Dr. Stein mentions that in his wonderful write-up that I have on PlantAnswers.com, and where he uh, describes what. Uh, what constitutes an effective rain event? You can you can go to uh, plantanswers.com and open the uh, first deal on the first uh, entry on the uh, on the on the website under uh, uh, column under uh, not uh, in the. Uh, events or, or events and w- within that column uh, you, uh, they, you'll find that this article by Dr. Stein if you want to go straight to it it's uh, com backslash rain event htm but uh <laughs> The uh, we want to. I've, I've come to realize that a lot of people don't have an internet. Don't have internet. Some of our best listeners don't have internet. So I thought I would go over a few points that Dr. Stein makes. Uh, the uh, in the article, he says. Uh, the, the other thing you have to remember is how far an inch of water from rain or sprinkler will wet the soil. And he's got a table on there that shows that one inch of water that does not run off will wet the soil 12 inches deep. But it will take more water to wet the loam, that's like you were talking about, and... Uh, one and a half and two inches and even more 2.5 inches to wet a clay now that's amazing though if you I think really, that 12 inches so yeah. what'd you say in one inch of one inch water yeah, yeah on, on the right kind of soil will go to go and, down to 12 inches and the right kind of uh well i i but it will take more water uh, to wet a loam uh, and 2.5 inches to wet a clay. And I think most of our soils, if you have any, 
brought in are, is clay. Now that's that's good and bad. If you once that's uh, because a soil that holds more water is a better reservoir once it's full, once it's got so uh, water in there. So yeah. it's uh, you just have to get used to uh, the soil you have and uh, adjust your gardening based on on that soil. I yeah. It says. Uh, the only problem is, and in most cases, the soil is only wet a half an inch to maybe an inch deep in most cases. Uh, since the area, <laughs> since the areas have not received an inch of water in a long time, the soil pro- uh, profile has continued to dry. Those of you who only have a little bit of soil, that's me. There's no question that your soil profile is dry. So if you have a foot of clay soil over rock, you will need to receive two and a half inches of rain where none of the water runs off to re-wet your soil. And uh, uh, the water would run off if you had some slope. (laughs) And it may uh, run off if you've got a dry mulch even on there, too. So there's lots and lots of complications. It says the effective root zone of most plants is three feet. So if you have a three feet of sandy soil, you'll need three inches of rain where there's no water runoff to wet the soil three feet deep. And so notice they're talking inches, not three-tenths of an inch. So they're talking about three inches. That's what I told y'all last week, I think. When, when you get a uh, rain that's uh, less than an inch or less than inches, uh, you, you're not doing much. The effective root zone is three feet. If you have three feet of sandy soil, you need three inches of rain. Uh, <laughs> the uh, It says the last factor to consider in water infiltration is an effective rain event is how wet the soil is. Well, we can eliminate that because our soil's not wet. It should be obvious that a soil which has received a half an inch irrigation is is wet, easier to wet than one which has not. That was what we were talking about uh, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. that uh, you, you gotta wet that soil with pre-irrigation, actually before you water it. Damn. Uh, this means that only <laughs> a half inch of water will wet sandy soil to about six inches. This means that only another half an inch will be required to wet the soil to a foot. Also, um, if you got roots and they're uh, intercepting some yeah, like in a lawn. Yeah, yeah. That that reduces the amount of uh, depth through the penetrate. Yeah. Uh, lastly, the best time to water is actually during a rain event. Of course, if it is raining cats and dogs, one would not want to water because the water is already coming so fast that it will run off anyway. But mist and drizzle, that's what we've been getting, uh... 
is a different story. No water will be evaporating since it's raining, and the amount you apply along with the mist and drizzle will help wet the soil to a greater depth. And I've been talking about that for a long time because people, some people call in and say, well, the, the bank people are, are running the irrigation system the sprinklers during the rain. Well, actually, that's oh. the best time to water. Huh. Uh, well, we talk about uh, <laughs> rather than many many farmers have remarked. I used I used to need two inch two inch rain, but two inches of rain will no longer do it. Rather, we need a steady four inch rain, where the water comes slowly to re-wet many of the different soils. If all we get is a cloudburst, the only places which we get any real benefit will be the places where the water ponds. In other words, it doesn't rain, run off. <laughs> uh, says, he says, perhaps you have noticed how the grass or weeds right by beside a paved road or over clown of a business in time up to, in times of several drought greens up at the, in times of several severe drought this is also again due to runoff of the water the water does not penetrate the road and hence run off this is this ponding of a tenth or two results in at least a quarter or half inch rain beside the road as a result, the grasses and weeds are able to grow. And I've got pictures of uh, wildflowers, blue bonnets, coming up next to the road, yeah. around, only next to the roadways during the drought. Because so condensation and runoff still well, The Bermuda grass does that, too. Oh, yeah. The same is true of plants or trees beside overhangs of buildings. The water runs off the roof, is able to effectively wet soil sufficiently at the drip line of the building. So trees beside structures are able to survive better in their droughty times. So uh, uh, there's more, more good stuff in there. And like I say, uh, if you got an Internet, you can, uh, can read Dr. Stein's uh, wonderful write-up. All right, 210308. 8867 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. Lots of great things on here on sale here at Millburgers that we've talked a little bit about. We encourage you to come on over. Uh, Esperanza, Crossandra, Mexican Bird of Paradise. Oh, he's got both the Esperanza and the uh, Mexican Bird of Paradise. His basket looks quite lovely. All right, Texas Sage, uh, the graphite terracotta pots, too, um, that you can get. Those are a great deal. They're uh, 4 for $10 for a 10-inch pot. Yeah, uh, the Esperanza's on sale, too, I think. It is. Yeah. It is uh, in the it, one number it, one pot, seven eighty eight. Yeah. Regularly values up to twelve ninety nine and or 3 for $21. Is, what, what is that Esperanza at... Uh, Toward the sales booth there on the ground. Uh, I'm guessing that's Gold Star. I think that's Gold Star. You think because all the blooms on it? Oh uh, yeah, all the blooms. 
Not just one or two, Mister. Just yeah, no, it's got a bunch. <laughs> They're big booms too. Yeah, he, yeah. He's uh, been very good about finding gold star. I'm trying to see. Yeah, we've still got tomatoes in the one gallons, oh, uh, yeah. but uh, <laughs> we can yeah. we can count them on both hands. <laughs> They're thinning. <laughs> They're thinning out. Yeah. People are buying them. So if you're, but the if good you, news is, in Trace orders. Oh, some more tomorrow, in the morning. There's some more available. Oh, okay. But that's not going to keep going forever, then. You've yeah. got to get those things in place or in, in one gallon containers if you yeah. want to protect them from the heat for a little while. Yeah. Like I said, uh, uh, the grower said that he had. Planted his last uh, tomatoes in gallons, so they should last maybe t- through the first first of August, or through the first of September. Excuse me. All right, we're going to get ready to take a break. Our phone number is two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven and toll free eight six six. 308-8867. Back after the news, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The answer. The answer, Milton Glick, along with, uh, let's see, we got Dr. Jerry Parsons on my left, Dr. Calvin Finch on my right, and I'm not hearing me at all, and uh, they're opening up, still not hearing me. Well, there, you all talk for a second. What should we talk about? <laughs> uh, Calvin's article in today's, you turned me up, not you. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. <laughs> uh... But anyway, uh, Calvin's article in today's paper says weekly watering should keep essayed lawns alive. That's a that's another one of those uh, we were talking about a cooperation. Uh, you know, introducing gardeners to new and exciting plants and a lot yeah. of information. And our our restrictions may seem pretty strong at some times, but they're, they're all designed by citizens of gardeners that to protect, not not make it lush, but protect our, our landscapes uh, and, and also um, protect the water sources. So the, that one inch of rain, now if you, if you only got two inches of soil, it's a, a real challenge uh, yeah. once a week, but if you got at least four inches, and it'll uh, stay alive, um, and even San Augustine grass will stay stay alive, it won't look won't look great either. But uh, <laughs> that's that's one of the um, one of the advantages of uh, operating in the water restrictions here in the San Antonio area. Yep. And when they all did the test, my floor time came out. The best of all, of all the, of the, uh, and even better than some of the Well, I don't remember that, but it was better than all of the zoysias, 
and better than all of the other uh, Saint Augustine. San Augustines. Yeah. 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 But uh, that that thing's becoming harder and harder to get. But it's interesting. On these new hybrids, what did they use for the breeding program? Floratown. Floratown. Uh, to give it the, the uh, advantages of uh, Floratown. I, but we haven't been able to get a lot of Floratown. But the valley plants most of that grass. And uh, I think they get it from uh, south of here. But uh, it's been a good grass, uh, but and so uh, I, that's why they used it. To, but of course, now they're saying this new grass is better than Florida, which just makes Jerry mad. No, he's he's been pretty reserved. No, <laughs> not last week. Oh, was he? Well, when I'm not there to to, yeah, to so keep calm, him in, calm under down. control. <laughs> He and Mark didn't fight, did they? No, I don't think about that. <laughs> but uh, I just wonder, you know, they're comparing it to the mother. And it's sometimes, well, uh, that, that'll happen in breeding. Uh, let's see, what do they call it? Uh, when you breed two varieties together and they turn out to be the, uh, the uh, offspring... Turns out to be better than uh, either, either of the parents. Hybrid vigor? I think that's what it's called. Huh. Hybrid vigor. But, well, we'll. As usual, we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've got a long memory, especially of things that happened <laughs> a while back. So give me a couple of years on this, and I'll remember it perfectly. <laughs> What, what was that grass? Was that buffalo grass that uh, Jerry was an advocate for? <laughs> no. I don't know. You were an advocate for that. <laughs> and I used your article just because <laughs> just because I figured it had been tried and proven. And he, I, I wouldn't get in trouble. He altered it just a little bit, just one sentence. <laughs> one sentence. <laughs> brought That's it all, all it takes. Brought it all to focus. Ah, but for that one sentence. <laughs> I don't know why the pe- they took it so serious. People do. It's surprising. They had they had Sam Cotner and I in the in the big big office. Uh-oh. Where they have a round table discussion. Mm. And, that uh, can't be good. Sam was worried to death. I you know, we'll take it, take them because I couldn't deny what I was saying. Anyway, um, Calvin says a weekly irrigation is allowed under current drought restriction. This should be adequate for lawns with turf that is appropriate for this area. Uh, yeah, got a picture of St. Augustine. Uh, and uh, it's funny, Niels Perry has, been, has said ugly things about buffalo grass. That that uh, Bermuda uh, jump in there, and take it, and so <laughs> now he says the only drought tolerant grasses is Bermuda grass and uh, 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 buffalo. 
and yeah. buffalo grass. And then I forgot you. Is it there? <laughs> yes. I'll go get it. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, anyway, the, he still says but the problem with buffalo grass is that that, that Bermuda will uh, seed will invade it and take it in a matter of a year or so. <laughs> and uh, my comment to that is, that's good news. Again, one sentence. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't in the article. Oh, good. Because uh, we, were, we weren't really sure that uh, that was the case in every every planting. No, we were very, but it's, it's, uh, very, very objective. We just reported uh, what, how we treated it and and uh, what it looked like to us, how it turned out. Like hell. Hell with the fires out? Is that what you said it looked like? No, mm, I'm guessing that doesn't sound like <laughs> <well. laughs> All right. I should have put that in mind, too. 210-308-8867. Keep focusing there. Hell with the fire. Uh, let's see. Let's see. You talk about fertilization. Yeah, I would talk at the... Uh, October 1st is usually our target for fertilization uh, because we're, we're looking at a, a different goal for in the fall. We, we also recommend the winterize, winterizer be used, yeah. fast-release nitrogen. And what, what happens to the grasses that we have, especially San Augustine, they, their growth mode changes. I guess day length. Yeah, yeah. Growth mode changes. So when they get access to nutrients this time of the year, instead of growing gangbusters like they would in the spring, they reorganize those nutrients so that they they uh, contribute to uh, cold protection there and also for use next spring in terms of, of growth. Yeah. So the, the purposes of the fertilizer in the fall are completely different and uh but uh works it works really well yeah people say uh they don't want to fertilize because they don't want to have to mow the grass in the winter well you uh, won't have to mow the grass in the thank winter. you mary quit being nice to him <laughs> what's wrong with her she's nice <laughs> but uh so uh, fertilization helps too and of course, it would be coming up on times to oversee the lawn, and this may be. Uh, uh, let's let's remind everybody. We're getting questions on uh, Bermuda grass. I I guess because the, a lot of it's drying out. Oh yeah. And then they're they're saying, well, can I go ahead and reseed that? And no, <laughs> the Bermuda grass. It's too late to seed Bermuda grass. And other, and it's it's a way, bit of a wasted effort too, because that Bermuda grass, the minute there's some mo- moisture and mild temperatures, it, it'll it'll uh, fill in very quickly. Now, the, I, I'm not exactly sure about the complication of when that cold weather shows up. Yeah, that may not let it fill in real quickly. But if it's still mild when when the rains start, you still get some sand. Yeah, it has to be. You have to have moisture, and you have to have uh, cool weather before you can overseed with rye. Overseed with, yeah, with rye. Uh, but I don't dare mention that because uh, 
they Saul's believes that that's a water water waster to use it for water. But if you still have the the situation of wind to water now, if that carries on through, uh, you can you can get away with uh, growing the ryegrass. Well, there's a lot of us, those of us that did not water our lawn at all this summer. It's basically just soil, bare mm-hmm. soil looking, mm-hmm. but. You can count on the the rescue grass and the annual bluegrass and the winter weeds, the seeds there, ready for action. If it does start uh, uh, raining and temperatures are still mild, you're going to have that uh, the sustainable winter lawn well, there I hope so. quickly. Uh, I didn't get it last year. No. Uh, they, yeah, last it was year terrible. was tough. But uh, <laughs> last year had a combination of cold spells and uh, lack of rain. Yeah, lack of rain. But we're hoping we'll get some, the weather will break, we'll get some rain uh, and continued relatively mild yeah. weather. We're supposed to do that in the fall. <laughs> so, Milton, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Make sure we have... Uh, more soil and uh, yeah. uh, well, cool temperatures. Okay. <laughs> I'll do what I can. Okay. Thank well, you. we'll just have a, a wish for so, uh, section every more every time we have a radio show. That sounds good. Look, yeah. uh, Calvin is the one that recommended it at Buffalo Grass. Can you believe that? I thought he learned his lesson on that deal. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if uh, Millburgers, if they sell buffalo grass, you know, 409 and uh, all those, there's about three of them. But Calvin says if you have a lawn with Bermuda, Zorza, or buffalo grass growing on four inches or more of soil and decided not to irrigate your lawn during the drought, it will be dormant and very brown. Yes. It probably will benefit from an application of pre-emergent herbicide, uh, too, because winter weed seeds are in place and ready to germinate as soon as some rain and cool weather apply. It may be better to wait to applying any fertilizer until the grass re-emerges next spring. Uh, if you... Have St. Augustine and did not provide some water to your lawn every three weeks. There's probably obvious dead areas in the lawn. I think, I think mine's got obvious dead air. So I'll be glad to see. Even my, your uh, floor town? Yeah, I didn't want. I hadn't watered it in the front yard. That's why I got it lo- located. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's not clear what the best strategy is in this situation. The winter weed seeds will probably be ready to fill any gaps in the lawn grass, so it may provide some control to apply pre-emergence. If the winter weather is mild and winter weeds are controlled, the St. Augustine grass may be able to spread back into the lawn. You're trying to give us hope, aren't you? Hope, aren't you? Yeah, it depends on the weather situation. 
but then, then of course, I think the last sentence was yeah. sustainable winter grass. Yeah, he said, on the other hand, during a cold winter, the rescue grass, the annual bluegrass, and other winter weeds <laughs> might be a desirable lawn, lawn replacement in their role as a sustainable winter lawn, at least for one year. So uh, did they did they f- uh, re- re- mention the plant answers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. vi- visit the archives on plantanswers.com to learn more about the sustainable winter lawn. I th- I think you need to patent that. Were you the one? We're the one that came up with that, aren't we? I think so. Yeah. Well, we need to tell Neil Spear about this. Yeah, well, yeah. Neil, Neil, Neil will get the shakes. So if you're talking about rye grass, and, I yeah. mean uh, blue grass, rescue grass, and blue grass. All right, we're going. Are you through? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm through. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at two one zero. 308-8867, 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Come on by and visit us. Ask your gardening question in person. We had a couple of them we started the show. Uh, and so we welcome you, or you can call us at 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM. This is The Answer. And welcome back to Melbourne's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. It's a very nice day here at Melbourne's. Did she get a tomato? I know she was checking them out. I can't tell. She got a couple different things, so I can't see what she got. All right, 210-308-8867. We can... Uh... Looks like tomatoes. Oh, is that what you got? Okay, good. Um, if you are looking for tomatoes, you want to get here in, your, in, the, in one gallon... Lots of choices in the four and a half, uh, but the one gallons, uh, uh, nine, about twelve to fifteen of them. So don't don't mess around. Yeah. Uh, also, if you want to try experiment with uh, peppers, mm-hmm. Rio Grande Gold peppers, Rio Grande Gold. No. Uh, J Lo. J Lo. Joe. Le Joe, uh, which means the largest jalapeno on earth. But uh, they're they've got we've had them out here for a long time, and uh, whoops, and they don't. Uh, we've got several people uh, growing them out that could like to eat them, and there's a write-up on PlantAnswers.com. But uh, hear that? No, it's ringing in my. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that is. Okay. But anyway, uh, we've got some... Tinnitus. Yeah, could be. Uh, we got some of uh, uh, the peppers left over from that uh, that experiment we were doing because we got uh, a large jalapeno developed by uh, Ms. Nethery and Junction. And... Uh, Junction. Yeah, they got they got uh, fruit fruit on them. And I tried to tell people, take the fruit off as soon as you buy them. 
And the tray said, that's not going to work. They're going to leave that fruit on. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and so we've, we've changed our story to uh, when you first get the peppers, take all the fruit off and eat them. Yeah, people will do that. Say, yeah, yeah. And taste them and see how they taste to you. If you like the way they taste, you can uh, move them up into larger containers and uh, fertilize them with a miracle Grow every time you water. That's every time you water. And uh, keep them in a kind of a shaded location for at least a couple of weeks. And uh, they'll put on new growth, start That's regrowth. That's a nice mustache. <laughs> oh, the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, they regrow them, and they'll start producing again uh, in the fall. I imagine it's going to take middle of September before you, if you start fertilizing them and put them in a good good uh, uh, soil. When do we next. usually, is it the middle of uh, September when we usually see the, the break in the nighttime temperatures? Yeah, too? yeah. That, that really makes a big difference with yeah. everything. I was looking at the weather for the forecast the other day, and they had in mid-70s for mm-hmm. nighttime temperatures yeah. all the way across. And uh, it's just those 100-degree temperatures. that. Uh, but there's no 100-degree temperatures in the forecast. Today's the hottest day until next till Wednesday. Yeah. 93 tomorrow. 96 Monday, 90 on Tuesday, oh, and 90 a, on Wednesday. Such mild days. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, for August, it kind of is. It's <laughs> After that many 100-degree yeah, temperatures. Unless, yeah, unless you've been 90 days of a 100. In Calvin's This Week in the Garden, he says, Have bird species in San Antonio landscapes by providing water so- sources, such as bird baths. The splashing activity and high evaporation rate translate into a need to refill them at least once a day. <laughs> yeah, uh, I fill a gallon jug full of water, and uh, when I go out to water my ch- my cats and kittens, uh, I, t- I fill up the bird bath, and it dries out every day. But the bird, I'm not attracting a lot of different species of birds, but the white wings take full advantage of huh. that water. They splash in it and uh, hmm. everything else. And when it gets dry, they come up and drink out of the cat bowl. It's got water. Now, your, uh, your uh, brown sparrows are great uh, splashers, too, in the, <laughs> in the bird bass. Funny, I don't have any sparrows. Really? It must why. be all those cats eating. Uh, yeah, maybe. It could be. Mm-hmm. I told you all about the cat getting a white-winged dove. Yeah. yeah. It was so fast I could barely see it. Yeah, we had a cat lover that, that was explaining to me that, did I tell you this already? No. Uh-uh. That, that, that that dove was not eaten. That, that the dove was played with until it killed it. That cats can be mean. Well. What? Well, that's just what they said. What? When do they eat it? After the? I don't know that they ever. I guess at some point they must. I don't yeah, know. They eat no, them. they don't always. They don't always eat them. Oh, okay. Because I've you know they'll in the uh, I've seen through the years where they 
drug drug a rat around with him forever. <laughs> and uh, we yeah. had we saw one here at the nursery that caught. Uh, they don't have as many as they had before, but they caught a rat and just kept playing with it. Yeah. Until it yeah. And a lot of times died and it got bored. Yeah, the rat will live along quite a long time. They must have an attitude of skeptic. Uh, Anywho, but anyway, that's a a water water feature. Uh, Helps the wildlife. Yeah, and if you got if you got little kids or grandchildren, uh, they 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 can be they can learn a lot from those turbots and and be entertained by it. Because it's, am- it's amazing how much activity you can have. Until to see the cat captures the Oh, yeah, the that, wire that, that, that would discourage him a little bit. So how far do you yeah. want to move the uh, water from? Well, I always think of six foot between it and the cover. Yeah. It's enough It's enough that the the birds or even the white-winged doves can hide from Cooper's hawks. <laughs> but it, uh, it's hard for the cat to... To jump that that far, <laughs> although the, the, I, I think the easiest bird for the cats to catch is the white-winged dove. No, oh, are they oh, little, yeah. are they slow or they're, they're just slow? They're slow. To, they're slow to get into the air. Oh, slow and bu- big. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it won won too much for my cat to handle. Okay. So two one zero. Sometimes oh. that disturbs people. Sure. See that happen. Yeah, it would be disturbing. We saw it was yeah, disturbing you, when that poor butterfly, <laughs> poor moth got eaten by the grackle. I was disturbed. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. The number to call with your questions or just if you've got a comment that you want to make, you can call at number 2, 210-308-8867. We wouldn't mind getting some reports on those of you that planted your tomatoes earlier in last yeah. month or even in July. and uh, just uh, Billy s- came in really quick. I think the first we can need to get a report from Billy because he was here the first whisper that uh, that they had tomatoes. Uh, he was here, so. Yeah. My, mine he, have kind of, uh, of course, I've got the spindly foliage, and uh, it's really a difference, those that are in the absolute full sun versus those that are in, in kind of a sheltered mm-hmm. location under even a a mesquite tree, you know, yeah. so they get a little shit. So that that's where they seem to be uh, benefiting the most. Yeah, mesquite trees are, other than being ugly with thorns and fruit, uh, they fi- they uh, they let filters uh, sunlight through. They're like a scr- like a screen, like a uh, cloth, but shade cloth. Uh, yeah. yeah, shade cloth, and. Uh, a lot of people like like a mesquite trees for that reason, and so they put plants under them, which need a little sun, but they have to be watered, and that's the surest way to kill a mesquite. You know, that's the only way to kill a cactus, is overwatered, or watered a lot. Yeah. Now, if you, uh, what I'm trying to do is, uh, in my uh, plastic. Uh, whis- half whiskey barrel size plant uh, plantings there. In my my garden's got all those tree roots in it. No, oh, yeah. So I'm trying to uh, grow the tomatoes and peppers in the uh, the big containers. Yeah. Where I can uh, isolate them and water them. Uh, they don't have to compete with the tree roots. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how that those tree roots 
will fill fill up a garden area because of loose soil and water. And like Calvin says, they'll fill it up to the point you can't grow anything else. Can't dig in there. All right, 210-308-8867. Here's our first tomato report. Billy is on the line. He may have have been the first one that planted tomatoes this fall. (laughs) What's going on, Billy? Well, I heard you talking about me, so I thought I better call you. Yeah, it's safe. Defend yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Last last time Milton talked about you, he said you had passed. No, I did not. Well, I I heard that. You heard that, didn't you? I, I hung up because I was uh, waited too long. Y'all, you oh, said that's was, right. They'll take you next, and that it was ten minutes. You know, we're still talking. <laughs> Sometimes people <laughs> ramble here on the porch, Billy. Yeah. I don't know, but yes, sir. I, I must not have been here, Billy. Right? <laughs> hey, uh, what, yeah, what are I your tomatoes that. doing? Uh, some of them pretty good. Some of them not so good. Uh, I, you're right. I bought them early, but I I put them in a grow light and uh, for a while, and I put them in the around about the first of august yeah okay that's good the ones that i have uh, in a raised bed i have some shade cloth on them okay good for you and they're doing pretty good but i have some in containers that get more sun and uh, i'm not really sure they're going to survive i will oh, have mm. celebrity is my favorite and i always put them uh, in the in the raised bed so uh I'm part of mine are going to be okay. Oh, good. Which one? Which, one which ones didn't do okay? Uh, the uh, cherry tomatoes and and a red snapper. I got a one red snapper, and it just doing good at all. Ah, hmm. Despite that wonderful name. Yeah. What do you expect from a fish? <laughs> That's right. But I, I, <laughs> what I've had the best luck with is uh, cucumbers. No. Oh. Those, those those big old cucumber plants that y'all got over there? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm eating cucumbers already. Wow. That's good. Still. Somet- I- sometimes uh, the cucumbers, when they're exposed to that hot weather, will uh, not they, they, have they, good they pollination. Will. Won't have a good pollination and no, be they, small. Yeah, yeah, they were blooming right away. Uh, they have to be watered every day or they will. They're real big plants, as you oh, know. Oh, yeah. So I have to water them every day, but uh, uh, we we like those. They're, they're big old long ones, about inches yeah. long. Just cut them up and slice them and eat them with a meal, and they're good. They're, yeah, yeah, and they're they're tender. They stay tender for quite a while, even yeah. though they're big and long. Yeah, my wife my wife fusses at me sometimes because I like to get them too big. <laughs> about seven. That's, that's what wives do. Yeah, they do that. They're about seven or eight inches, about right. And I had I had some just now. I I had lunch while y'all were eating. While y'all oh, were talking. Yeah. Okay. So, Sounds good. Well, thanks for the report. Bill. Yeah. Thanks, Billy. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't pass like Milton. Said. I did not say that. <laughs> I said he heard it. He did not. He heard me he say we, we had lost him, but that's different. There you go. That's different. That's, that's, what a, I that's said. a phone thing. Well, Billy, Billy, <laughs> I, I guess I can't resist now. We, Jerry did not make a meeting because Uh-oh. he fell down. Oh no, yeah. oh, no, big time. Yeah. So we, uh, we, <laughs> we maybe should not let him get away with that kind of stuff. <laughs> and you, you know why I fell fell down? Did you? Oh, I was out at night. That's it. I was out. After the sun, after the sun went down, 
because it'd be cooler. Past your seven o'clock curfew? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so uh, I, I, install, I was installing my timer, the water timer, that cuts off by itself after so many minutes. And uh, I got the old one off, which had been on there for several years. And uh, then I put the new one on, and I was trying to tighten it up. And I ran out of steam and fell over two two uh, two cross ties. Wow! And it was a long fall. But and my son Jeremy tells me that I shouldn't even be thinking about doing it or something like that. I want to say the reason I was having to do that is because you didn't come around and do oh. it for me. Was he I'm hiding? not taking all this blame. But anyway, I'm okay. You're not taking it laying down? Never. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, well, Billy. Bye, Billy. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867. We welcome tomato reports from you at 210-308-8867 or any gardening question. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The answer. Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, 866-308-8867. Happy National Radio Day. Are you getting beeped again or yeah. what? Yeah. Loud. Huh. Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm not sure what. Maybe it's my hearing aid. Oh, I bet it is. I bet there's some feedback. Yeah. Okay. Poor Milton. Uh, he says horticulturists <laughs> both have hearing aids that act up every once in a while. All right. Anything else catching your eye out here, gentlemen, that you like? Uh, yeah. The, well, can, the mean, cannas are pretty. Is yeah. that cannas out there? Yeah, right there. And then I, men- I mentioned uh, all the nectar sources for the the butterflies, and uh, we and we talked early in the show about uh, uh, reports on whether the monarchs had showed up yet, and they. They haven't, we don't think. Uh, we haven't got any reports to that effect. And usually we'll see them here. Milberger's uh, in front of us is just loaded with blooming perennials and annuals. And uh, yeah, and we, if the, when the monarchs show up in the, in the city, we usually see them here. But so far, nothing. Got lots of uh, blooming lantanas and plumbagos, firebush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen a lot of the firebush. Yeah. And our, uh, uh, um, oh, uh, what, what's our, our little Ruelias? Ruelias over there, they're blooming up a storm. Uh, too, good ground cover. And uh, did Jerry, Jerry just fall asleep and fall off? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I think Milton's doing something. Yeah. <laughs> Milton's got this uh, ability to. Uh-huh. What is the thing in front of us? Because that's not firebush, is it? This one right here? Yeah. No, they call that ghost plant, I thought. Oh, yeah, ghost plant? Okay. Yeah. That's well, an interesting looking. Yeah, who who was it that was an advocate for that? 
was Mary. I think she really liked that. Yeah. It's got it's got a look a look of like firebush a bit, same kind of bloom, but a, a lighter foliage and not as thick thick a bloom as as our uh, favorite firebush. But uh, obviously, it, it would be look like it'd be a favorite of the the hummingbirds and the uh, uh, pollinators. Yeah. Uh, what was? Let's see. I've, what what I've did got I got a question here. Now there's some. Uh, now we don't generally recommend it over there, but there's some of the the uh, looks like the full size ruelia over there. Oh, okay. Mexican petunias. Yeah. Probably the flowers are pretty, really showy, but uh, you gotta you gotta be have the right place in the garden to put those because they they'll spread. Yeah, I I wonder. I wonder if that's a hybrid and that's not a problem with uh, that plant because it has beautiful bl- big bloom. Yeah. Well, and it's it's kind of a it's kind of half size what we would expect from a ruellia. Yeah, yeah. Blooming and the foliage, the crown has uh, got a little tight foliage that may, might make you suspect that it's a variation of the the one we're that's uh, we're normally uh, used to. Yeah. Uh, and then there's that, there's your uh, that orange plant over there, Milton. Yeah, the chrysandra. Gosh, I never thought. I mean, they must. There must be a people nur- love nursery, it. Nursery here that that's all they do is grow that thing. Yeah, they have all, a lot of them. All of them that we've seen here at you the know, nursery. They're not. We don't see a lot of them around, do we? Isn't this we, the first we, year we've seen? We them? will now. <laughs> well, you think they'll live? I think he said, uh, you know, ours lived for a while. We had them before because Trace has brought them in before. Uh, we had to protect it a little bit, uh, but that was it. And I think when we did get rain, we got too much, and it also went kaput. But mm. but otherwise, it was doing fine. Laura took care of it, which is probably why it was doing okay. I'd vote for that. Well, look at yeah. the, uh, uh, the, the old, it's kind of snuck up on us, the Pride of Barbados over there and uh-huh. Point Siena, there are a lot of them blooming over there. And then, the, uh, of course, the Esperanza is in, in full bloom with the big blooms. Um, yeah. So it's, it's really showy. I haven't taken a look at the certified butterfly garden lately. Oh, you'll have to check it out tomorrow and yeah. give us a report. Yeah. Uh, because we certainly have all the, the plants that you would need to attract every butterfly species that's around. They're available at Millburgers. Yeah. And there's your ball bean. Uh-huh, that's on sale. Yeah. Where is that? It's right uh, straight down the line here. Oh, okay. You, uh, I see it. You mentioned uh, Proud of Barbados, and I got a question that says, is, is it too late to plant Proud of Barbados seed? And... Uh, Depends on what you want it to do, huh? Well, <laughs> if you plant the seed of that now, you'll never see it bloom. It won't bloom. Uh, it may live through the, well, it won't live through the winter if you don't protect it. But uh, you want you, you, you want thinking to, it will germinate, though, this fall? Probably so. If it's, it gets enough heat, it's a tropical plant. <laughs> <laughs> You think with this this wonderfully mild weather we've had, yeah, uh, not, yeah, may not get enough heat. Huh? Like it said, like it said, I say it's uh, 
it might germinate, but it never will grow large enough. The plant never will grow large enough to bloom. Uh, so it said, uh, he said, he asked, how has some proud of Barbados seed? I want to plant them in full sun on the west side of my house. Is it too late to plant them this year? I said, if you, he can plant them. Uh, uh, but uh, you start them in four inch pots, preferably in the greenhouse and very bright sunroom in January or February, so transplants will be tall and vigorous enough to survive in their own when planted in the ground in mid-April after Daniel Frost has passed. Uh, we used to, you used to have a problem with uh, Proud of Bur not blooming and uh, obviously they like nurserymen like the plants to be blooming when they get them. And uh, so uh, they, they, I suggested that we bring them out of Arizona, which heats up faster than we do, and they grow, grow beautiful plants of Prada Barbados. Uh, it's funny, I, there was a salesperson down there, out there from uh, one of the biggest nurseries out there, and uh, I was telling him how everybody loved Prada Barbados, and he said, we don't like them anymore. In Arizona? Yeah, because they, <laughs> they had them for years, and they got tired of them. They were so pretty and blooming. All, uh, it sounds all like the they're a crepe myrtle issue. Yeah, yeah. Or Nandina. Uh-huh. And so he said, that we're sick of them. Huh. I said, well, send all those that you're yeah. sick of, <laughs> send them well, over here. Plus, they don't have any. Do they freeze there? I think so, yeah. Okay. I think they plant them every year. But uh, <laughs> that's, uh, I, I say, let's see, what did plant? I, I was wondering if, oh, yeah, blue plumbago. Yeah, it's, there. there's a yeah. <laughs> wonderful group of them behind you. Yeah, I wonder if that plant is going to out, outgrow its popularity. Yeah. I, well, I hope not. It's a great plant. Yeah. So it's proud of Barbados in Arizona. Yeah, well. People just get tired of it. Maybe it's just those Arizona. Though Thomas tell me that uh, that's what happened to uh, oh, that plant. Uh, that grew you know, so popular, and then people quit buying it because everybody had it in their yards. They wanted something different than their neighbors. No. Oh. But anyway, uh, also with that pride of Barbados, it, you'll see that it's it's declining. The growth is declining on it uh, because of uh, I guess it's just it makes seed, and the plant starts to decline. Well, we start getting calls from people wondering if they can save the seed of pride of Barbados. Mm-hmm. At this time of the year. Well, yeah, they can save the seed. But like I say, you you got to plant it in January or February in hopes to get a larger plant that will bloom that summer. If you wait till <laughs> spring, 
and try to germinate it. It'll germinate and grow a plant, but never bloom. Ever? Well, maybe after another year. Oh, okay. It has to be a certain height for it to bloom. But uh, there's a, a lot of people like to save the seed. Calvin, I was telling them about our your your neighbor Bart uh, trying to make the uh, Prada Barbados rebloom after it sets the seed. And I hope I recalled it right. He he said he did it. He was the only one that said he did it. And the way he did it is cut off the buds before they bloom. Yeah, he got he got uh, ahead of it. Yeah, he just cut off the. <laughs> Cut off the reproductive parts. I ought to be against the law, shouldn't it, really? Cut somebody, cut somebody the reproductive I'll, parts. I'll let you out. tackle that issue. Okay. okay. Well, maybe oh. some of our listeners know about that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's getting ready to come. I imagine if your pride of Barbados was a. Yeah, Planted in early spring with blooms, uh, that it's declining now in growth. Well, that we've got them uh, in grow in bloom out here. Yeah, looking ser- good. Serious bloom. Yeah, they look wonderful. Now the ones ones they had on the ground last weekend. I don't know where they are, but I was wondering. If they were going to bloom this year, but they got ones in bloom over there. So I was looking at Neil's uh, recommendations for things, and he he says it's time. Now this is for North Texas, up around Dallas. He said to plant cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and cauliflower transplants in order to have fresh harvest as late fall unwinds. Okay, Uh, our grower, producer, has transplants of all of these. But uh, if you want them for Thanksgiving, that's what, November 25th, uh, the broccoli that we have chosen and you will plant is green green magic and it's a sick he planted it in this hot weather it's 60 days from the time you plant it is the time you'll harvest the big head november 24th okay so, so is, it, is that two months yeah so, two, september that's 60 days close to it september 1 through september october november oh. that's three almost three months almost three months yeah well, <laughs> you might want to wait if you want bro- broccoli heads for Thanksgiving. What about our little, uh, how long, uh, you, you harvest the large heads, and yeah. then, you, then you get the you little heads. Yeah, the size the little ones. Which some people like better, the, li- the small heads yeah. than, the, than the large heads. But uh, we, we tested all these uh, cauliflowers, we didn't test Brussels sprouts uh, and broccoli. But, uh, growers grow a lot of broccoli plants around here. 
and and there's a lot of broccoli, fresh broccoli, sold by H-E-B and some of those other big places. <laughs> but uh, so if you just want the big heads for broccoli, you probably need to wait till the first of September or a little into September, and then go ahead and. Uh, Plant, plant those. Now, if you're interested in uh, Brussels sprouts, you'll want to plant those in the next two years. Uh huh. Or rutabagas. <laughs> but uh, well, some people like Brussels sprouts. A lot of people like Brussels sprouts. Oh, yeah. Didn't you say you're. Yeah, Laura well, likes them. She Laura, picks them up. I like them. She, uh, I like them better than broccoli. Wait a minute. Uh-oh, we got a fight going. <laughs> Boiled and lots of lots of butter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> lots of butter helps a lot. Uh, but the... Uh, and they're good for you, too. They are. Yeah, well, all those greens are. Really. Yeah. Why did my nurse, when I was in the hospital with Crohn's, said that, I couldn't eat Brussels sprouts anymore. Well, that's because you hadn't eaten any before that. <laughs> and I said, well, that's good. Yeah. I'll be, I'll, I'll be sure to save that, take yeah, take that off my diet. Yeah, give me give me that on a piece of paper. Because so, <laughs> I hadn't had them before, and I'm not having them now. <laughs> there, there was a on, and the one thing that I could eat was ice cream and... And like that. I showed that to Greg Grant. He loved ice cream. Loved uh-huh. ice cream. And he said, "Did you make this?" Up? <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Absolutely not. It's got a got a deal on there that says it's from the hospital. I wouldn't make something like no. that. Huh? It's too good to make up." <laughs> anyway, uh, I got about a minute. Okay. Uh, as far as planting flowers, uh, Neil recommends zinnias. That's his first recommendation. Marigolds, celosia, and other fall color annuals. Uh, <laughs> if you're too worn out from the heat, plant them in patio pots and enjoy container color in prime spots near entries. Ooh, yeah, you could get those pots sit here at Bell Burgers and then. Yeah, well, what, what uh, he leaves out is. Uh, 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 Mar- uh, not marigolds. Uh, not angelonia. No. All right. Vinca. While, while y'all think about it, Vinca. you get about a few hours to think about it because we got to say goodbye for today. All right. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Al back at the station. I'm Milton Glick. See you tomorrow on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.